What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And today, we're back. A big episode. Um, the day you're seeing this, this will be the first day of the NFL playoffs. We've got two games today, the Raiders and the Bengals, as well as the Patriots and the Bills capping off um, the evening game for today. A lot of games this week, a whole lot of action. Um, we saw an absolutely wild week 18 um, with the game of the year being the last one. I think we'll, we're going to dive into that and, and give our thoughts on, on the whole situation. But first, we're going to start off today just by breaking down something that happened on Monday, which was the college football playoff finale between Georgia and Alabama. Obviously, Georgia won that one 33 to 18. This did happen a bit ago, so we're not going to go too, too in-depth on it. Uh, but both of us did pick Alabama, so um, we might have honestly cursed the team, to be honest. We did that. We both picked the Chargers last week. I mean, it just <laughs> never goes well when we both pick the same team. But um, obviously in this one, we just talked about it briefly before we filmed. Obviously, Jamison Williams going down very early in this game uh, really hurt Alabama and changed the course of the game. Stetson, Stetson Bennett, um, he played good. He made some good throws, specifically that one touchdown. Um, just an incredible throw. So, Rob, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? Neither of us really thought Alabama um, would lose or Georgia could really weather the storm, of, you know, after the SEC championship. But what a performance from the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, great performance. I mean, Stetson Bennett really played well, which I mean, in, in the second half, which I mean, pretty surprising uh, considering he's Stetson Bennett. Uh, but that Georgia defense is just – just special. I mean, really, I mean, they have just first round talent after first round talent on that defense. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Nicole Dean is one of the best college linebackers I've ever seen in my life. And Jordan Davis is a run stopper. It's just unreal. I mean, that team is just ridiculous. I think to be fair to Alabama and oh God, I can't believe I'm defending Alabama. It feels slimy almost, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I just think, they have a lot. Their two best players are underclassmen, which doesn't really happen a lot. And I think well, this is their their senior class this year was known to be sort of a, a weaker recruiting class by Alabama standards. And I mean, a lot of people were expecting this to be a rebuilding year for Alabama after they won the national championship and lost the likes of Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, obviously, lots of other great players to the NFL. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I just think Georgia had this like senior, a lot of seniors and juniors on this defense. And I think it's really one of the best college football defenses ever. And it's no matter how good a sophomore quarterback is, it's really hard for a sophomore quarterback to beat a, a, a defense of Georgia's caliber without John Mechie, first off, who is obviously had the third most, I mean, two first round receivers really for being honest, uh, especially Jamison Williams, who's obviously just a special, special talent. I mean, um, brutal uh, Griff and I, like you mentioned, we're talking about, I mean, it's just uh, a, a horrible injury. I mean, it was good to see him walking around. I mean, I know he has a torn ACL, but it looked like it could have even been worse on that on the field. So best wishes to him, obviously. Yeah, best wishes to him. Um, obviously, you know, the projected, I think, consensus number one receiver really um, heading into this game in the draft, you know, that, that obviously, unfortunately, will not be the case anymore. Um, we'll see if he still ends up going in the first round. That's what a lot of people say, but I mean, it is a big risk to take a guy who, you know, probably won't be playing in the first year of his NFL career and, you know, it's coming off a big injury. But um, in terms of this game, I mean, you covered it pretty well. Georgia just, they just played really well in this game. Their defense in that second half was, was 
pure unstoppable. I mean, they couldn't really – Alabama really didn't get much going. I mean, you see Bryce Young, he had two turnovers, played, you know, all right, really wasn't his best game at all. You know, and, and another thing that Georgia's just so well-known for this season, just stopping the run. I mean, you see Brian Robinson yeah. for Alabama, who's been, you know, very good this year, 22 carries for 68 yards. I mean, that's just – that tells the story right there. You know, the Alabama run game was just non-existent. And if, the you know, the pass was – you know, the, look, you look and it says Bryce Young has 370 yards, but – that really does not tell the the tale of the story, obviously. And for George, I mean, you know, this is an offense that, you know, with Stetson Bennett at quarterback, you wouldn't really think that this is a, a national championship caliber offense, but they've got playmakers all over the place. I mean, you look at the running back room, Zamir White and James Cook. I mean, these guys are both just absolute studs. Um, obviously, James Cook being the brother of Dalvin Cook, um, you know, pretty – putting high expectations on him, but Zamir White is a, a name that should not go unnoticed. I believe he's either a senior or, or a junior, but I think he'll be in the, the draft this year. Obviously probably will end up in the third, second, maybe um, probably third or fourth round. So we'll see what he can end up doing. If uh, you know, Georgia, these Georgia running backs have played pretty well. Uh, obviously Nick Chubb being the really most notable one. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming that's where Dalvin went to college. If his brother's there as well. No, he went to Florida state. All right. He went to Florida State. So, I mean, Georgia, though, um, I mean, what a performance. Like you said, N'Kobe Dean, that this defense is just loaded with talent. Really good year for them. And we'll see what happens. Obviously, next year, it's it's going to be a, a different looking Georgia team. Who knows if they'll be able to repeat? Probably not. But um, I mean, what a year for those fans. Just Alabama, an absolute... will probably, Alabama will probably win it next year. <laughs> for probably. <being> honest. probably. <laughs> There was a see. point in this game, though. There really was a point in this game, though, where, where it looked like Alabama was in control uh, in the yeah. second quarter. Uh, and it looked like Stetson Bennett wasn't going to be able to get anything going all night. Uh, and I think Alabama really missed a lot of opportunities to capitalize in that first half. They really they took three instead of seven twice. I mean, I think that's really what ended up costing them the game, of course, in addition to Jamison Williams' injury in the end. Yeah. Heartbreaker for them, but, you know, what a week. And what a uh, what a season for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and with that, we will move on to week 18 of the NFL. We're going to do a few things. Uh, we're going to talk about week 18. Then we're going to go and give our entire playoff predictions. We'll fill out our brackets for the entire playoffs. And then we'll focus specifically on um, – or maybe we'll do we'll do the specific weeks first and then we'll fill out the whole brackets. But um, I also do want to point out as I pull up these scores that last week um, – after Braxton Berrios put up a, a very good performance against the Tampa Bay Bucks this week, he was named to the first team all pro for kick return. So um, shout out to Braxton. Um, like I said last week, Rob, I mean, I think he's a <laughs> special teamer kind of guy that, you know, the Jets need to keep around. He's, he's got some pop in his step for sure. Um, all right. I mean, so we'll I mean, see. We'll see, Griff. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. That's, that's for sure. Um, I mean, really not too many games to talk about. Um, I mean, Steelers, Ravens, I don't even know if we want to really get into this. Um, just kind of a boring, nightmarish type game. But we'll talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts, obviously. I mean, what an absolute horrific performance from the Colts, uh, a team that needed to beat. It was the Vegas Raiders either last week or the Jacksonville Jags this week, and they would have been in the playoffs, and, and they just couldn't get it done. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, you know, played pretty well, but, you know, he was bottled up at times. And there was a lot of fourth downs that, you know, he was not able to get. The, the Jags really played well. Um, Josh Allen, a superstar caliber game, two sacks. And, and Trevor Lawrence, to me, this was his best game in the NFL. I felt we really saw Trevor Lawrence 
feel comfortable. I mean, that touchdown throw to Marvin Jones was amazing. I mean, he played exceptional and, you know, obviously we'll see what happens next year. We'll see how the Jags look next year. They also clinched the number one pick. So we'll see who they're going to end up taking, but obviously the Colts extremely frustrating season end to their season. Carson Wentz, you hear the GM Chris Ballard say, you know, we're done putting a bandaid over the quarterback position. It really seems like this is probably one and done with Carson Wentz here that this team wants to go out and get a leader um, which is really interesting if all of a sudden this team becomes in play for one of these premier oh, quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, it's a, it's a heartbreaker. I mean, I talked last week and we kind of both agreed that this cold team, even with Carson Wentz at quarterback due to some of these defensive players and their ability to run the football, we're a team that they could lose to anybody, but anybody like we saw this week, but you know, they're yeah. also a team that really has the potential to beat anybody, just an absolute heartbreaker for Colts fans. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by Carson Wentz's performance at all. I mean, listen, I've been saying it the whole year, Griffin. I've been saying it the you whole year. Been. I have been. Um, listen, it's brutal for Colts, Colts fans. I mean, what do you think? I was just saying to my dad. I was watching the game with my dad, and I was like, what are you thinking to yourself as a Colts fan? I mean, how do you even recover from that? Like like you said, I think that's sort of a franchise-changing loss. I think it really is, because I think this is a team – I was expecting to at least at least probably reach the divisional round this year. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, uh, there were even talks about this team being a Super Bowl contender in the AFC about midway through the year when they were on their run. Um, just a complete, complete implosion. I mean, really one of the biggest implosions I've ever seen in the modern NFL. I mean, the Jacksonville they because I, I don't know how many of you guys watching actually watched this game from start to finish, but uh. I did, uh, and the, the Jaguars dominated from from the beginning till the end. It was never really close at any point. Um, the Colts couldn't couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, Carson Wentz, I, I just think my my honest opinion on Carson Wentz is that he's probably a mediocre quarterback, but he will always shrink. I think in the biggest moments, and I think he'll never be good enough to get you to push an elite team where they need to be. Yeah, I mean, I this is just one of those losses that it's just heartbreaking. I mean, the Colts, you look at this team, I mean, they've got yeah. such such elite players all over the place. I mean, you've got Kenny Moore really came into his own this year. DeForest Buckner, obviously one of the best tackles in the league. Darius Leonard, I think personally he's emerged as the best linebacker in the NFL. I think he's had an exceptional season. And we'll see what happens. I mean, now there's rumblings that, you know, T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle are both considering retirement. And I mean, Jack Doyle is not a flashy name, but this was a big guy, you know, in the, in the run game for the Indianapolis Colts. A key six, part of their success is these blocking tight ends. But obviously this is a, a total reset and, and Indianapolis is going to be one of those teams to watch. I believe they have a decent bit of cap space going into the offseason. I could be wrong, but um, from what I remember, they've at least got some money to spend. Um, and you've just got to build this team around Jonathan Taylor and that offense around Jonathan Taylor. But that said, you need to go out and get a quarterback that can go win you games. Like you said, Carson Wentz just probably isn't that guy to go out, win the big games. Um, this team was really reliant on Jonathan Taylor to win these big football games, not Carson Wentz. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's rumblings that Derek Carr might be out of Vegas. I personally think Derek Carr would be a great quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. I, I mean, Derek Carr has played exceptional this season. I think, to be honest, he has been really good. The, issue, the problem with Derek Carr is, uh, I, I mean, that Colts, uh, that Chris Ballard's quote about not winning stopgaps, obviously, essentially a quarterback anymore. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr has played great this year, and he's been a really good quarterback throughout his career. Don't get me wrong, but 
I, I don't know if I would use the word consistent to describe him, quite frankly. I mean, I think the, that might scare the Colts off. And I wonder if the Colts, it's, they're in a tough situation, man. That Trading their first-round pick was really not a good idea, I mean, for Carson Wentz. And, and now they had to take on that contract. I mean, that, that, that's a brutal trade in retrospect for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, giving up a first-round pick and a third-round pick uh, to the Eagles taking on Carson Wentz's contract, missing the playoffs, and then watching the Eagles go to the playoffs. Uh, that's just got to be absolutely brutal in a year where the Colts were expected to be contenders. Yeah, you said it. I mean, it's it's just uh, we're going to see what happens. I think the Colts are uh, – I still believe this team is very talented. They've got pieces in place, but they need, they're going to They need a new quarterback. Some... Yeah, they need I a new quarterback. I think after this year, after those comments, I think it's clear that the Colts are – are looking to move on from Carson Wentz. And I believe it's what one more year on Carson Wentz's deal. No, um, I mean, he is, I think his deal, I think he has two or two or three more years left on this deal. I know he has at least two. Carson Wentz contract. Cause the contract didn't even set until this year, I think. Oh yeah, he does. But I told you, I told you, I thought that's what I thought. I mean, he's got about 22, he's under million, contract 20 million, 21. I mean, it's not, it's not an awful deal. 20 million per year. Um, some of these, I mean, for what quarterbacks are being paid now, it's, it's not horrific. So I think there would for be Carson Wentz though. Yeah. But we're seeing a you lot of have, these. You also have to remember, I mean, he's going to be 30 next year. I mean, it's, I know it seems like he just came into the league, but yeah, we'll see what happens. An absolute nightmare of a game end to the season for the Annapolis Colts. So, um, I mean, really the only other games we really have to touch on here. Are, uh, are these two games, the Rams and the 49ers and the Raiders and the Chargers. The Rams, man, I mean, this is a team. I mean, Jimmy G, stats don't look amazing, but, I mean, Jimmy G, he's played well this year, and this team has looked a lot better with Jimmy G in there than Trey Lance. I honestly believe the San Francisco 49ers are, are a dangerous team in the playoffs, even with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Some of these playmakers on the offense, I mean, Devo Samuel, I mean, this guy is just unreal. He is one of the best talents in the in in the NFL. And George Kittle, I mean, I know the stat sheet's not pretty, but if they unleash George Kittle, I mean, we saw that two-game stretch this year. I mean, it is this guy's as dangerous as ever. Elijah Mitchell is a is a great running back. And this defense, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, I mean, there's there's some scary names here. Obviously, they go ahead, beat the Rams, um, who, you know, we see Cam Akers come back. Cooper Cup had another, you know, fantastic game to his season. Uh, they still won the division. They'll play the Cardinals this week. But, I mean, really, the, the San Francisco 49ers, for me, are a team that is is extremely slept on and could be really dangerous in these playoffs. I think Debo Samuel is just so good. So good. And Brandon Ayuk, obviously, with a huge performance uh, on Sunday. I think there's a little bit of concern, a little bit of question surrounding uh, Matthew Stafford heading uh, into the playoffs. Um, so, I wonder – I, I, I'm very curious to see how he plays. Are they playing tonight or tomorrow? I believe they're tomorrow. Uh, they might actually be Monday night. Are, they could be. That might be the Monday night game. Let me check real quick. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I, yeah, Monday night football. I think uh, in that second half is probably the best I've seen Jimmy G play in a really in a really long time. I mean, he really was falling, in, falling out. I mean, we trashed Jimmy G a lot on this podcast. <laughs> So we have to give him his credit when it's due. Uh, that was probably his best game of the season. Uh, just a really bad loss for the Rams. I mean, I didn't end up costing them too much, uh, fortunately for them. But, I mean, it, it really could have ended up 
ruining their whole season uh, if the Cardinals weren't uh, trying to out-compete, out-compete them in their uh, choking contest. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think, like you said, I think this 49ers defense has a lot of scary names. And I think, I think the 49ers are, are just ridiculously talented. If, if Debo keeps playing at this level, I mean, Debo, I think, has been no less than like a top 15, top 20 most valuable player in the NFL this year. This dude has been the centerpiece of the 10. Moment. I think top 10. Top 10. Yeah, even yeah. top 10. I was, I was going conservative just to, just to uh, uh, make sure no one was up in arms about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, even Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings had a huge game. Uh, so I don't know. I, it's just guys stepping up, obviously, late in the year. Like we see this in Debo doing it all. Two total touchdowns, one through the air, over 100 total yards. I mean, this dude is just special, special, special talent. Yeah, Debo's uh, just a sensational player. And honestly, I mean, Jimmy G – it's weird saying it, but I think this guy is actually, you know, he's a solid quarterback in this league. He's a, in my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a starting quarterback in the national football league. And it makes the whole 49er situation. I mean, we really, I honestly believe, I don't want to spoil my pick, but I do believe San Francisco is going to be playing more football this year um, than just one game. So, I mean, I really think the quarterback situation there becomes so interesting if 49ers make another. I mean, Jimmy G, you got to remember, he led 49ers to Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, that hasn't been that far away. Obviously, that defense was what was that team was built on. You might be a little, you might be removing a little bit of context from that. Yeah, a little bit of context. (laughs) But But uh, Jimmy G played well. I mean, Trey Lance. No, no. I, I, I definitely agree. I wonder if they do win a playoff game or two, because I don't think this is a team that can get to the Super Bowl. I do think they're pretty good, though. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a shot they could try to cash in on Jimmy G for a first or second round pick and just roll with Trey Lance. I mean, I, I, I think that they're going to roll with Trey Lance just because they really can't afford not to. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they really can't. They traded, they mortgaged their entire future for Trey Lance. Essentially, they moved up nine spots uh, in the draft. So, uh, and you can't even make a judgment on Trey Lance yet. We haven't seen, we really haven't seen much of him outside of one game obviously with a very limited playbook, but yeah, I mean, I just think this 49ers team, like you said, I, I also will believe, believe that they will probably be playing more football this year. Uh, I think they're very strong. Um, like you said, running game and defense and Debo as a runner has been unbelievable. I mean, he, I mean, they run the same play with him. It seems every time the little like yeah. counter to the side and it's just, yeah, you, there's no answer to it. Yeah. I think a, a play caller, outside of his roster management, but simply a play caller like Kyle Shanahan matched up with a player like Debo Samuel is really, uh, really entertaining. Will always really be entertaining to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about the Rams. I don't want to stay on this game too much. I really want to dive into what we're – I mean, this game was just – I think if, this is the, I would say, consensus game of the season amongst all NFL fans. I mean, the game itself was incredible. The stakes were just insane. I mean – where do we even begin with this game, to be honest? I mean, Justin Herbert, a sensational performance, even Justin coming up short. Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert. this man I mean, on can, fourth well, down is just... Yeah, we can start on, on Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert made, like, three of the greatest throws I've ever seen on three straight plays. <laughs> I mean, Griffin and I are, are, are in a group chat, and it was just, uh, you know, executive after executive after executive. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's really... This guy is just a special, special, special quarterback. I mean... God, how, how, how do you feel? I say it every week, but how do you have to feel as a Broncos fan 
Uh, I mean, even if, especially if Carr stays, having to go up against Herbert Mahomes and sometimes Derek Carr. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But I, I was just so confused to the ending by this, but but to the ending of this game. Yeah. Uh, because each team was doing its best to hand each other. Sort of. I, I don't know. The Raiders kept giving Chargers chances at the end, and then the Raider, the Chargers kick themselves out of the playoffs for no reason. I mean, this was – I'm going to be honest. I think, you know, I think the Raiders attempting that field goal, in my opinion, was just yeah, idiotic. I don't even, right, because whenever it gets blocked, yeah. It's just – there's just no reason. I understand the pride of the NFL and you wanting to win to send your team to the playoffs. But if you just let that clock expire, you're going to the playoffs. There's also – Not however, going however, to the playoffs. There is an aspect to it where they would rather play the Bengals than the Chiefs. Obviously, yes, but would you rather – I mean, it's a, it's a whole interesting thing. And No, it really is. I do agree. I do agree. I get your point. It's just – imagine that thing got blocked. I mean, that is just – obviously, you can look at the timeout by Brandon Staley. I mean, no one really knows what would have happened. Maybe Derek Carr, you know, if he completes a pass there or, or they run for a first down, it's probably the same outcome that we saw. They, they wind it down, try the field goal. They probably do that anyway, to be honest. So we really have no idea what was going to happen. But obviously that timeout, just not a, not a smart one, to be honest. You know the, the Raiders really aren't going to be taking any deep shots. You don't, you know, I know it was a personnel issue or whatnot. Um, just not a good decision by uh, Brandon Staley, the first-time head coach. But this was um, an all-time game. I mean, I cannot imagine being a Steelers fan in this um i mean with with vegas on the books for like billions of dollars that always adds elements to it that you know vegas interfered i mean there's just so many things <laughs> with this game that you could just talk about for weeks and weeks and there's so many headlines but what a performance Josh jacobs played sensational especially in overtime i mean that guy was breaking runs like crazy um yeah man this raiders team is uh one of those teams that they don't seem that good but to be honest, they can keep it close with just about anyone. I think this Bengals game this week is going to probably be a close game. Max Crosby as well. I mean, this guy, just sensational. One of the best defensive ends yeah. in, the, in all yeah, national football fun. league. Two sacks in this game. Uh, the most QB pressures, I believe, this season. What a superstar he is. Um, you know, he's headed for a mega – I don't know what contract he's on, but whatever it is, he's headed for a mega extension in Vegas. This team, I mean – it's, it's a fun team. Obviously, they won't be able to play. Uh, no, they're not. I guess, theoretically, they could play a home playoff game. But in all likelihood, there will be no football playoff football in Las Vegas, which I, I think that, that atmosphere at that stadium is a really – it's becoming a tough place to play in, I think, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think uh, – I, I, I was a little upset because I do think the Chargers have a better shot to, like, beat one of the top big dogs than, like, the, the Raiders yeah. do um, just because of the quarterback. But yeah, I mean, I think the Chargers have some, have some very real defensive flaws and I think they really do yeah. have some issues uh, uh, defensively. I think Derwin James tries to cover a lot of that up, but their pass rush was really not very good at all uh, on Sunday night. Um, Kenneth Murray, unfortunately for as much as for as good as Justin Herbert has looked, that's as bad as Justin, as Kenneth Murray has looked. Uh, obviously way more important to hit on the first guy. So I don't think the Chargers are going to be sweating their uh, 2020 first round too much. Uh, but they, they just need to improve the defense because Jerry Tillery was getting destroyed uh, play <laughs> yeah. after play. Uh, and, and I think that's where 
Liam Lines because if I think the the this Chargers defense gets up to top twelve, top ten status, uh, I, I think they just ju- just keep building around Justin Herbert. I mean, the, I know the stat line isn't the the prettiest, but the his second half quarterback performance was just equivalent or better than anything I've I, I've seen really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this team they've got pieces in place. Austin Eckler. You know, he had a fantastic season. Keenan Allen obviously is amazing. But, yeah, the defensively, I mean, there's there's a lot of holes on this team. Um, you've got the big names. Derwin James, obviously. Joey Bosa's sensational. Asante Samuel had a great rookie season. But there's a lot of pieces that um, they really need help. But, you know, same thing, though. They're slowly building. They're, and, I mean, this is a team that's had high expectations these last few years. But they're getting there. That offensive line was a big issue. Really was boosted this year with Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater. So this team's headed in the right direction. I think next year is an absolute must. I said that this year, but next year, if they don't make the playoffs, honestly, Brandon Staley will probably be fired just because of the expectations with this team. I mean, that's a whole other thing that we haven't even talked about, all the head coaching yeah, fires and fires. I mean, Brian Flores, I think, was the most shocking, obviously, but um, in terms of the, these two teams. And also, one thing I just want to point out before we move on to the uh, the playoff games themselves one thing about the Vegas Raiders that's very underestimated is, is their special teams and, and specifically their kicker and their punter. This is, I've said yeah, this a lot, but yeah. that unit is one of the best, if not the best in the NFL. Daniel Carlson, I mean, he hasn't missed a kick at home ever. AJ Cole, obviously first team all pro. Um, and it just seems like Daniel Carlson is just so clutch. I mean, this guy is just constantly making kicks. Yeah. Um, exactly. Now that I say that, he'll probably scuff a lot. <laughs> I, he's <laughs> over two today. I apologize to Raiders fans, but yeah, I mean, that's just an underrated part, I think, of this Vegas team that really doesn't get mentioned enough um, and really was a key reason for why they're able to win these close games. I mean, that is – people don't realize, but these close games, obviously the quarterback wins these games, but special teams is what really can really win you these close games. So, um, yeah, just wanted to point that out. All right. So, speaking of the Raiders, we're going to stay right on them, and we're just going to jump right in to the games this week. We're going to start with raiders Bengals. Uh, obviously, these two teams played earlier in the season. Um, a low-scoring affair. Uh, the Bengals won that. I forget the exact score, but since he won that game, obviously both these teams, I mean, since he Bengals, their offense, um, they rested a lot of guys last week, so this team should be very fresh, good to go. Um, this is a good one. Um, two, you know, since he's really one of the up-and-coming teams, I think, right now in the NFL with that young offense core, um, and a lot of good players on that defense. Trey Hendrickson, you know, all pro worthy player. Um, they made a lot of good signings at cornerback room. Mike Hilton, Chidobi Awuzier have played great this year. Obviously, Jesse Bates, probably the best player. Honestly, Trey Hendrickson might have kind no, of. No, yeah, he was him. great this year. I mean, he was great this year. I was a little skeptical at the signing at the time, but I mean, he's been outstanding. Yeah, so um, I'm going to toss this to you to start. What are you thinking for this game? I just think this is such like a, a game that has the potential to be absolutely uh, just batshit crazy. I mean, it, <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? I, I really do, yeah. especially a, any Raiders playoff game. I, I mean, <laughs> I think kind of has to be a Raiders playoff game. I mean, I'm going to pick the Las Vegas Raiders, Griffin. Oh, I, wow. I am. Yeah, I'm going to go for a big offset here. I'm going to pick the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and I think Derek Carr is going to have the game of his life. And I think... I just think this is a Las Vegas, a Las Vegas Raiders victory to uh, extend the legend of the 2021 Ra- uh, Raiders in a crazy game. Since he bangles, um, I just can't pass this team up. I think this team is is 
so gifted offensively. And I think you look at the Vegas Raiders, they're, they're pat. I mean, I expect Max Crosby to play exceptionally well against that weak um, Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. I think probably a multiple sack game, to be honest. But I mean, when you've got Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, I mean, I just, I just don't think it's going to be stoppable for the Vegas Raiders. I think Cincy, the way they're playing right now, I mean, it's just insanity, this offense. So I'm going to pick them this week. I think Joe Burrow, um, I mean, this is first playoff game, surprisingly, for Derek Carr. It feels like, obviously, he had that injury that one year that prevented him from playing. But, right. I mean, a, a quarterback who's been, you know, very underrated throughout his career has been always pretty pretty solid, never the best, never the worst. Um, making his playoff debut, I wish him the best. Um, but I think Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati offense, I think it's just going to be too much to handle ultimately for Las Vegas. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right. Well, if we both pick Cincy, I would have said the Raiders are a guaranteed win. But now, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But Pat's Bills, this is going to be a great game. The trilogy between these teams this year. Um, and I'm excited for this one. The weather's going to be about zero degrees around kickoff. Very cold temperatures. Not too much wind, though. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be like that other game earlier in the season in Buffalo. I'm going to start here. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots, to be honest. I think the New England Patriots, I think they are – not necessarily the better team, but I just think they're going to control this game. I think Bill Belichick is a guy who's been there. He knows what he's doing, and, and he knows the strength of this team, and that's the run. And I think we're going to see New England come out run heavy. Damian Harris, who was actually the PFF highest-graded running back this year, um, he had a fantastic season. This guy's exceptional. And the him and Ramondre Stevenson, it's just a hard combination to beat. And that offensive line for New England's played great. Mac Jones, I mean – First playoff game, so it's going to be different than obviously the college days when he, you know, last year he was leading them to a championship game. But I have faith he can do what he has to do to win this game. And I think this New England defense, it's going to be very good. We've already heard rumblings that this team is planning to potentially double digs, put JC Jackson on someone. Uh, on, I don't know if it's Emmanuel Sanders or, or whatnot. I don't really know exactly the deal, but um, I think New England's going to be prepared. Nothing against Buffalo. They've played very well recently. I think. They're definitely the favorites for a reason in this game, but I just feel New England's going to pull this one out, to be honest. I'm going to go with Buffalo here. Uh, I think, obviously, Isaiah, when you see it right there, his injury is huge uh, in this game, especially I think this game might look a lot like the first one or show it. That, that's what it seems like. Uh, that's what it seems to be, which – how do you feel about this, Griff? I mean, how do you feel about this game, like, going ahead as it's going ahead? I feel like, don't you want, like, the best product of each team's going against each other and, like, not total slop, like what we're going to get tonight, inevitably? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I think this game obviously plays to the strength of the New England Patriots with the conditions, just because of their running, running the ball capabilities. But there's no win, so I, I don't really believe that we're going to see Buffalo too hindered tonight. I think they're going to be okay. I think we're going to see them really go all out and – you know, obviously, the last time these two two teams played, it, it wasn't pretty for New England. Mac Jones arguably had one of the worst games of his NFL career. So, we'll, we'll see what uh, what he's able to do. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, I'm not going to doubt. I just think this team is immensely talented, talented, and I'm just I can't pick Mac Jones. I mean, I can't pick Mac Jones on in a road playoff game. Yeah, in his rookie year, I'm just gonna go. I think that that Bills defense, probably, I think definitely a top three unit in the NFL. I don't think anyone would anyone would dispute that. I mean, I think 
At worst, top five. I mean, they're a top unit. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, with Trey White out, it, it's that's the only thing that makes me push push them back a little bit, you know. But they played right, really no, well I, recently. They have they played they played well without him. Uh, I just think uh, I just think this Bills defense is ultimately going to prove too much for this for that Patriot offense. And I, I mean, I I do want to talk about Josh Allen for a second here because uh, you know uh, a lot of people, including myself. Uh, we're doubting Josh Allen at the beginning, uh, towards like the midpoint of the season, and he balled out the last half, the, the last half of the year. I mean, uh, this guy w- w- was great in, in in all the big games. I mean, that Patriots game to basically determine the division was probably the best game of his career so far. I mean, he has been great the second half of the year. I mean, I think if this continues into the playoffs, the Bills can beat can beat anybody. I mean, it'll be tough without Trey White, but I I really do believe that. We will see what happens. Obviously, I think that's one of the most, uh, you know, interesting games. And this one for you is going to be very interesting. I already know your thoughts on this. I'm just going to uh, – oh, surreal get – Cyril Grayson and Ronald Jones are both out. Wow. Yeah, they have um, no I didn't players. Even know that. So who's – is Leonard Fournette good to go, though? Yeah, I'm not sure. That Josh Sweat injury, though, is, is killer, man. It's killer for the Eagles. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here. Um Tom Brady, I know the bang, the Bucks are banged up, but Mike Evans should be good to go. Lenny Fournette, it sounds like he'll be there. Shaq Barrett, I believe, is back. Um, Gronk, Sam. I mean, this team, even with some of these wide receivers that they're going to have to play, it's Tom Brady. Um, you know, I, I think the Eagles, they've had a great season. Um, I just don't believe they're going to be able to win this game. I think their strength is obviously the run, and, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is pretty darn good at stopping the run. Obviously, they, like you've mentioned, I believe last week or so, um, they've had some struggles recently. But, I mean, I have full faith they'll be ready to go this week. I think they're going to put up a good performance. I think we'll see Tom Brady um, play as good as he has all year. I mean, this guy, another exceptional season, 45 touchdowns, I believe, this year, 5,300 passing yards. It's just incredible what this guy's doing. Can't pick against him at home. Um, against the seven seed, I just can't do it. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. Um, sensational season for the Eagles, though, exceeded my expectations. And um, I mean, they're in a very interesting spot for the future. Uh, we're obviously going to see what happens with those picks, and uh, you know, the off season. It's a big one that holds the Philly Eagles. I believe. Listen, um, I was feeling confident in my Eagles earlier in the week, but hearing Tom talk and just hearing this, uh, it's going to be my toughest phone of the year. I didn't blah, blah, blah this, just watching him in the press conferences. I just can't bet against this guy. I'm sorry. I can't bet against this wow. guy. Part of me, uh, I'm sorry. I have to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm picking a close one, though, 24-20. I'll even give the score here. Uh, I just think, Rob, I just think Gronk is going to, proves too much for the Eagles defense. And I really do believe that's going to be the difference in this game. I think Rob Gronkowski is going to run us up and down the field. And I think it's not going to be pretty. And I hope I'm wrong. Uh, And like you said, I think Jalen Hurts may struggle a little bit in this game. Uh, I think in order for the Eagles to win, he needs to have the best game of his career. I think there's no doubt about that. I think that's one of the keys to success. I think Jalen has to come up clutch. I mean, he's billed as a clutch player, so we'll see uh, how he is uh, in the NFL. But I do think it's just going to be tough because the, the weather the weather conditions for this game are also going to be uh, pretty horrible. I mean, 20 miles an hour winds. It's going to be raining the entire game pretty much, I believe. Uh, so I think that it's going to be very interesting because, I mean, obviously they're not going to take the top, the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, but I wonder if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will run a little more than they usually do. 
And obviously we know in a running matchup, no matter how strong the opposing defense is, I think that'll favor the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I think, like you said, he's going to play as well as he does all year because that's what he does. He levels up as time goes on. Um, yeah, playoff Brady. Uh, and, and to be honest, uh, I, I won't spoil my, uh, my playoff bracket here. Sorry, sorry everybody. But, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. This game, we both kind of, I believe, spoiled our picks here. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Um, I mean, just the way the Dallas Cowboys played against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, to me, it's just, it's just evident of this team. I think they beat up on the really bad teams, but this team against the good teams this year, I mean, they've just, it just hasn't been the same Dak Prescott, the same caliber team. And I think Dallas is, I think they're a good team, but this team, I mean, I think in order for Dallas to win here, we're going to need to see them run the ball. Well, um, the game against the Cardinals, Zeke Elliott put up a, you know, an atrocious, I believe it was like nine for 17. Zeke Elliott, you know, he looked, and this is where it becomes interesting because last week Zeke Elliott put up his best game in weeks, you know, since probably week four or so, um, you know, it, it had been so long since we saw Zeke look like that. So Zeke finally, you know, had a good game last week. So we're going to see if he can translate it this week, but with San Francisco, I mean, I just think this is, I mean, Dallas recently has just had a, a reputation for notoriously choking. See, there's that, but, San Francisco, I mean, I think this team is just so, so talented. And, and you, I think the key, I mean, Trent Williams has played as good as anyone in football this year. You know, that Dallas D-line, you know, that, that's the key. You got to stop them. And having Trent Williams on your O-line, it really has got to make you feel good about your chances. Um, and with Nick Bosa going after the quarterback, I mean, I just think San Francisco, they've got the playmakers to do it. I just think they're so well coached. Um, they're going to do it. I think Jimmy G is going to show up. I think Debo is going to play well. And I think George Kittle, I think we're not going to see a five for 10. I think George Kittle is going to go for probably over a hundred receiving yards potentially, or he may, the interesting is we may see George Kittle just block solely in this game and really, you know, potentially really help eliminate, you know, those big threats, Micah Parsons to Marcus Lawrence. We really may see, you know, him and Trent Williams prevent that Dallas pass rush. And I think if that happens, um, Dallas is, is in a world of trouble if that pass rush cannot get going tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well here. Um, Cowboys aren't that good. I really don't think they're that good. I think that secondary is still very weak, man. I got to tell you, I, I think it's going to be a lot of issues they've had in the past. I mean, listen, Trayvon Diggs had an all-time great ball hawking season because he's a great ball hawker. And I, listen, I, I just don't think he had an all-team, first all team first team all-pro year. Uh, I think he's very susceptible to giving up a lot of yards, as a lot of second-year corners are. But I don't think that, you know, Anthony Brown and Trevon Diggs and uh, I, I don't know if Micah Parsons can cover all of that up. I really don't. I think uh, I think a lot of this game is going to come down. I know the 49ers are going to have to run the ball and they're, that's what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to establish the run, come out early and run the crap out of the ball. But I think uh, ultimately the Cowboys are going to challenge Jimmy G to beat them. And if Jimmy G can beat them, I think the 49ers will win this game. And I think they're going to win this game. And I'm going to pick the 49ers here. And like you said, if Dak Prescott had been playing like he was for the first six weeks of the se- six weeks of the season, the last six weeks of the season, I think picking the Cowboys here would be almost a no brainer, but he's not. And that offense, they beat up on the third string practice squad Eagles last week, but I think everybody sort of knew that that's what was going to happen if they played the starters the whole game. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the Cowboys, like you said, that, that, that game against Arizona was very concerning. Like you, uh, anytime they played, any sort of competition level similar to them, they, they, they haven't 
competed except for the first game of the season. Um, and they lost that game as well. So and, I'm and New England, the, I guess you can say. Too. New England, sure, New England. Uh, so I'm going to go with the 49ers here. I'm really – I think this is the game I'm most looking forward yeah, to, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. I think this is going to be a great game. And, man, that 49 – I mean, Debo Samuel is just one of the most exciting players in the NFL. I mean, I'm just excited already to watch him go yeah. up against, you yeah. know, this 49 – this Cowboys defense. Um, I mean, this game is <laughs> – <laughs> it's something, man. I mean, Juju's going to be playing. I mean, Lord knows. I mean, what a some story steal- it would be. It's some of these Steelers quotes that have come out before this game have been, like, absolutely bizarre. <laughs> have you seen this, Griff? Yeah. Like this the, Ben the Big ben. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I think he's being sarcastic, but it's just, like, so – it's just like, so why are you odd. Even, why are you even saying that, though? I don't think uh, – I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs here in a game that's not going to be particularly close, just like their first match it was. Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are undisputably the worst team in this year's playoffs. Uh, I mean, they tied with the Lions. So, uh, I mean, some of their wins are just, like, abhorrent. Av- I mean, they beat the practice squad Ravens by one point in overtime. The practice squad Ravens by three in overtime. They tied against the Lions. I mean, this is just – ugh. I mean, I get I, – I, I think – as of right now, there are more positives to a 17 playoff and a 18 team, 18 week season. But if someone wanted to present their counter argument, I think the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers would be pretty good evidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this will be the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to be 100 percent honest. Um, I, you know, I'll talk about it in a minute. But um, this Kansas City teams is, is just going to be tough to beat, even without Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I believe Daryl Williams should be playing. Regardless, I mean, you've got Tyree yeah, Kill who's playing. And honestly, if I was the Chiefs, I mean, I would keep Tyree Kill pretty limited uh, in this ball game if he's banged up. I mean, I think you've got – I mean, we saw in that game earlier in the season, Byron Pringle, I mean, looked like the greatest of all time out there against the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers team. I mean, you've got weapons with Cole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. And I really would like to see this team use Travis Kelsey more. These last few weeks, we just have not seen Travis Kelsey get that workload that I think you've he's been so deserving the- of. You've been pushing for this for, for weeks and weeks. Weeks. And the, <laughs> the reason is, I mean, partly I had him on my fantasy team, so I really was <laughs> trying. But, um, I mean, you look at that game against the Chargers, that Monday night game, or it was Thursday night when he went off. I mean, the offense is just so much better when Travis Kelsey is playing like that. And I know he draws a lot of coverage. I know that's part of the reason. But I would just like them to see – get. I would like to see him get just involved earlier. I'd, like you said, I think this is – you know – it's interesting. I think Pittsburgh defensively, I mean, here's the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the only way to winning this game is through running the football. That's the only chance they have. It's not going to be through passing the ball, obviously. If this team can somehow, Najee Harris would have to have the greatest game of his NFL career. This team would have to run the, the ball down the throats of the Chiefs and really just keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Because we saw a few years ago, the Texans went up 24-0 and you snap your fingers, you go to the bathroom and it's a tie game. So <laughs> I mean, this is the, the only possible chance the Pittsburgh Steelers have, not even if the defense plays exceptional, because Mahomes will still be able to come back. <laughs> it's, it's if Najee Harris can run the ball and this team can control, like, it, they need to have, like, eight, ten-minute drives <laughs> each drive. That's their only chance. So, obviously, I'm going with the Chiefs, but there's a path to winning this football game, but it's just so highly unlikely for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you put it uh, very eloquently, Griff. All right, last game, and this is another good game. I think 
games today are – I mean, I think – How do you feel about the Monday wild I think, game? you know, the, I'll how be you, honest, how, how, Bucks eagles I believe, will be Tampa Bay, but the conditions make that interesting. Besides the Chiefs games, these games are all really exciting. And this will be a great game, I believe, as well. Cardinals-Rams. Um, we're going to see what happens. Um, what do you think in this one? I'll let you go first. Well, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the Monday night game. Good idea, bad idea. What do you think? I mean, look, it's on a, a national holiday. Um, so it's, you know, it's not like it's a if, – if it was like a school night, I think it'd be a little like eh, – but um, – I don't know. I'd probably say I prefer like three and three, to be honest. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think that's probably the better option, but they're trying something new. This will be the only time this year where there's last Monday night game of the season. So it is what it is. Um, I'll start here, honestly. I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Um, look, the Cardinals last week, they got beat by a, a Seahawks team that I don't believe is very good. They got, you know, dominated offensively. Um, I think this Cardinals team without DeAndre Hopkins, even though they beat the Dallas Cowboys, it's just not the same offense. They've just, it's just not the same without D hop there to draw the, the double coverage and, and all the coverage that he does. We've talked about this. Um, Zach Gertz has played great there though. He's been a great piece, but I just think the Rams are, are just the better team. I mean, you look at this defense, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, absolute superstars. And I, I'm very curious to see what happens with Eric Weddle. If he even plays this week, what the deal is. Cause obviously him coming out of retirement for, uh, you know, this team is going to be interesting. I really don't know what is going to happen. If he's going to start, if he's going to play, if he's any good at this point, I mean, who freaking knows with him, but I mean, that's just a, it's a, it's an interesting piece. I think we'll see him probably a little bit, but I don't know how much to be honest. I'm going to go with the Rams. though. I think this offense I just don't believe the Cardinals really have the pieces to stop Cooper Cup. Um, you know, OBJ and the role that he's filled in LA as, you know, kind of a red zone threat has been good. Um, we saw Higby look good. Sony Michelle's played pretty well. We'll see if Cam Akers can get it going. I just think the Rams are the better team. Um, I'm not, I've never really been a big believer in the Cardinals this year. I'll be honest. Like I've kind of always thought they were kind of a, one of the, you know, it kind of reminded me of this to a lesser degree, the Steelers of last year where they started out right. really hot, but, you know, it just, they, they were, they were just not a Super Bowl team. And, and I feel the Cardinals, they're just not going to get it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Rams here. I think they're the better team. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams here too. Uh, like I said, I, I think the most thing, the thing I'm most interested in this game is how Matthew Stafford plays. I think uh, obviously I talked about, how he's been struggling the past couple weeks. I'd like to see him respond here, but I, I, I think, I, I think the, the Cardinals are, are a little fraudulent and, and I really have no faith in Cliff Kingsbury whatsoever, to be 100% honest with you. Um, I, I really don't think he's a very good coach. Um, I think – I just think he hinders them significantly, and I think their defense has a lot of question marks. And I don't think – I'm a little bit in the camp. I hate to say it. I'm a little bit in the camp now towards the end of the season. I think Kyler Murray might be a little bit overrated in comparison to the other young quarterbacks uh, around him. I think Joe Barrow is probably a little better than him at this point in time as well. Uh, uh, so I, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I just think they're, they're the better football team. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our, uh, our predictions for the game this week. And um, I'll share my screen. I'll start us off. We are going to now go and predict for the entire playoffs. So real quick, I will just fill in um, my predictions for this week that we've already discussed. So KC will go there. KC, I believe, will play Cincy. Um, 
So do that. New England will go there. A little hard to type on these things. Jeez. Um, Tampa Bay. Then we've got San Fran would be down here. And oh my god, come on. I cannot. Griff, I don't think Griff. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do because the one you sent me is just a picture. So I think I need the actual link to it. Okay, if you want to go to. Um, just try searching up like NFL playoff bracket 2022 and see if you can okay. just find it and then drag it to your, what I did is I just dragged it to my desktop and then did it from there. So let me know if that works. Um, yeah, we can test it out. I'll just edit this bit out. So let me know if that works. So can you not like, you can't drag it just, to your uh, desktop? I'm just, sorry. Sorry about that. I'm um, not really sure. Sorry about this, Griff. No, you're good. Mm. Just... Do you remember what website you got that from exactly? I just did like Google Images. I just did a Google search for it. Oh. oh, oh. All right. So... And this was the, the clearest one that came up. All right. So let me drag it to my desktop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is it? Did you try dragging the one I sent you to the, your desktop? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it went for it. Hold on, let me try this again. Sorry. All right. God damn it. Come on. What's it like? Let me see like exactly what you're doing real quick. Like exactly how you did it. Okay. I'll try and... Um... My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Here, let me stop this. I'll share this and I'll show you. So I typed in um, NFL playoff bracket 2022. Um, and I was playing when I was playing with them before. Um, this one is the only one that's really clear. So I just did this. Like I grabbed it. Uh -huh. And then I just swiped it to my desktop. And then from there, um, here, I'll show you. Let me stop that share, share this one. So this one looks like this now. So I just had to like expand it and then really like zoom in. And okay. it worked. Um, this one's blurry, but the other one I did worked. So I don't really know. Oh, okay. Okay. Know. I got it. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think we're good. I'm just not sure I'm going to write on there. You just have to do markup and then click the pen or whatever. Oh, got it. Thanks, Griff. Yep. You got it? You're good? Yep. Yep. My okay. bad. My bad, everybody. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to edit that out. I mean, the, I think I can't edit the audio, but 
I don't think anyone will be on audio listening at this point. So we're good. Right, exactly. Okay. All right. So we got all those matchups that we just talked about written down for me. Um, I'm going to start with Casey and Cincinnati, a rematch of that game from week 17. And I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, I just think this is the team to beat in the AFC at home. The way that defense is in playing Melvin Ingram. I mean, what an addition for them. He's really rejuvenated that team. Um, and I think Casey will have a better approach after seeing Cincinnati. I mean, that took, we talked about it, but that took an exceptional performance, a historic performance from Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow to beat the Chiefs at by, you know, three points. So I really don't see that happening, especially when the Chiefs have really, you know, they came out flat in that second half. So I just can't see Cincinnati replicating that performance. Uh, I'm going to go with Casey there. And in this matchup, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots, to be 100% honest. I think the New England Patriots um, – you know, I, I'm not a huge believer in this team. I just think they, they have a potential path to the playoffs and to this round that I like. Um, I think Tennessee, I believe Derrick Henry might be back. We'll see what happens with him. Obviously, that's super key, but I just think Bill Belichick, I think he's going to be able to figure it out. I really don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I think he's really a, a not it at quarterback. This offense has been, you know, okay, but I think truly that New England's going to be able to run all over them and play really good football. I'm going to pick New England there. And then for my Super Bowl contender, out of the AFC, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I just don't think a team in the AFC right now is going to beat them. They're just playing great. Um, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs in this one. Moving on to the NFC, I'm going to start down here in the NFC with the Packers. I'm going to pick them to win this game. Um, just, uh, you know, another historic, not historic, but another exceptional year for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. As much as I think the Niners are a good team, I just don't think they're going to be able to beat Green Bay especially with all these players coming back. I mean, you've got Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, um, all these players, Dave, Dave Bakhtiari um, is back. You know, I mean, it's just names on names with the Green Bay Packers that are returning. I'm going to pick them. And in this game, I'm actually going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they beat them earlier in the year. You know, Tampa Bay for me right now, I just think they're a little too banged up. And, and you see the injuries, Cyril Grayson, Cyril Grayson, uh, Ronald Jones, I mean, they're likely to suffer with some of these guys coming back potentially too soon. One of those two guys could get set back, not be able to go. So I'm going to pick the L.A. Rams. I think they're the healthier team. And I do believe Matthew Stafford will play good enough to get the job done in this in this playoff series. I think L.A. is a solid team. Um, and I just think they're going to be able to get it done. And lastly, for my uh, Super Bowl team here, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. This, to me, I've never really been super high on the Packers as of late, but I think the Packers, this is their year to win the NFC. I just think that offense has played so exceptional this year, and the defense is, is another excellent unit. First team all pro or Devondre Campbell also. What a signing that was. One year, I believe, $2 million. Just an exceptional deal for him and uh, or for the Packers. And for him, you know, he's going to get big, big money this offseason. So good for him. I'm excited to see what happens with him. So I got Casey Green Bay in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um I just can't pick against Mahomes. I can't pick against this Chiefs offense. I think the way their defense is playing, I think this is a, a, just a good team. And I think Green Bay, I think they're an exceptional team. But it just has seen these last few years, they've just always come up short. I think they're going to take that next leap, get to the Super Bowl. I just think Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, they've been there recently. Obviously, I'm not doubting Aaron Rodgers. Maybe his play, the play call in Green Bay, though, with uh, you know, Matt McClellan and all of them. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs as my Super Bowl champions. I'll predict it. 28 to 24 as my final score. All right, all right. Um, 
Can I write it? So, there we go. All right. You're up, Rob. All right. I've started out a little bit filling it out just to uh, get a head start, but um, this time huh. preview. It's just uh, on the, I'd imagine the preview, right? Yeah. For the share right. screen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm ugh, my computer's being whack again. You're good. All right. Um, there we go. There we go. All right. So I'll start over in the AFC here. Um, obviously. Uh, so I had KC versus Buffalo and then Las Vegas versus Tennessee. We ended up being my playoff matchups. And I went with Tennessee uh, against Las Vegas, which is unbelievable. They're going to be in the AFC championship game, according to my predictions. It's making me question everything I predicted, but I don't know. I think they're probably still better than Las Vegas. Derek Henry might be back by this point. And I don't know. They're going to be at home against a not great football team. And I'm going to pick uh, the Titans. And I think, I just think this is a classic, classic BS like championship game appearance from a team who's really not that good. Um, and obviously, I can't draw any of this. Uh, I'm going to go with Casey here uh, for all the same reasons that Griffin gave. Uh, I think the Bills. So hard to draw, okay? I know. Oh my god, this is absurd. Whatever, that's good enough. Yeah. Um, I just think KC is so good. Uh, I think they're almost unstoppable when they're when they're. The thing with Kansas City, I think it's so scary. I really don't think they played a game where they've really been clicking on on all cylinders. And I think the Chiefs have said as much. Where the offense and the defense have really played uh, complementary football. I think the closest you got to that was against the Steelers the first time when we saw what happened. Uh, I'm just not betting against them at home. I put it in the wrong order. Sorry about that, everybody, uh, on my uh, bracket. Uh, oh, it looks good. No, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City here, obviously, who I think uh, uh, is much stronger than Buffalo. And I'm going to roll with KC all the way to the Super Bowl. I think this game could potentially be a blowout. Uh, I think Interesting. Tennessee blew them out the first time, so it'd be a reverse. I, I What would you predict if this game happened today, though? Kansas City, obviously. I mean, that was a, a fluky. Uh, that was when Kansas City really wasn't themselves. That was a you know, right different team at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Kansas City here. I think they're the strongest team in the AFC by a by a considerable margin. And as Griffin said earlier, it takes a superhero effort to beat them. Uh, and I just think their teams aren't gonna be able to go blow for blow for Patrick Mahomes. I think. In a league where there has been so much parity, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are, are the clear-cut best team. And to move over to the NFC, sorry, I haven't filled anything out, obviously. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, L.A. here. Or Sorry, I meant uh, – what, what would it be? It's so it'll San be, Fran would be down there. Yeah, it'll be San Francisco here. That's annoying. What the hell – Try the one next to it on the um... – Right here. That's the one I did. Yeah, I don't know if it's better, but it could be why. I don't know. It's a little better. All right. Yeah, it's just so, not correcting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is brutal. It is tough. <laughs> this is brutal. There you go. Uh, 
Then I'll go with uh, I'm going with uh, L.A. and Tampa TV up here. Oh my god, this is like uh, harder than like ninety percent of my school assignments. <laughs> I'm struggling here, guys. There you go. That's you, you can leave with that. There we go. Hold on. I'm not gonna be able to get anything in there. You have <laughs> the point. Oh my god. I'm losing it, Griff. I'm losing my mind. Go with T. Just draw T. There you go. Oh, no, I got the B. There we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. There we go. All right. So, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit healthier by the divisional round. Um, and I think it's for all the same reasons I gave them beating the Eagles, I have them beating the Rams. I, I just think the quarterback matchup is so, uh, so, 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 so out of weight. I mean, Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback, but I just think he doesn't even sniff the caliber of the quarterback Tom Brady is uh, today. Um, but I also, th- I just, Tampa Bay returning 22 out of 22 starters from a playoff team cannot just cannot be overlooked when it comes to the playoff experience that brings now is on 21, obviously now with, Antonio Brown. Oh, 21, 21. I apologize, 21. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks here. God damn it. So I'm just keep like, what I would do yeah, is yeah. just keep drawing through it. And then I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers here. Oh, uh, my. In a huge upset, <laughs> I think the San Francisco 49ers will go into Lambda and Green beat Green Bay. And I'm really not confident in Green Bay. Green Bay at all. I think they've beaten, had some close games with some really bad teams this year. I think they're really not as good as their record indicates. I understand they're a strong team. I think there's an argument for San Francisco being the best team in the NFC. I really do. Um, I think this all hinges on how Jimmy plays, and I think the way I saw Jimmy play, I'm going to go with San Francisco here uh, over Green Bay because I'm, I'm really not a believer in Green Bay. I understand they're strong, but I'm going with San Francisco. Look at that yeah. SF right there. It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> All right, let's let's try this again. Beautiful. Look at this execution, Griff. Getting it down. Oh, oh, the B. You, you're be- good at the B. Be- you might beautiful. just have to pick Tampa Bay for the B. <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, Tampa Bay for San Francisco. I which gonna... which rematch? Are you going to go for the rematch from Super Bowl? What is that? Forty. Well, it's fifty three versus fifty four. Fifty three versus fifty four. Uh, no, it's 54 versus 55. 55. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Um, I think uh, – I don't really know what else to say besides, like, I'm not betting against Tom Brady, and I yeah. think their defense is still ridiculously good. And by this point, they should hypothetically be healthy. They're unbeatable, I think, when they're completely healthy. And Antonio Brown, and if Antonio Brown didn't go off the deep end, I think everybody would be picking them to come yeah, out. The, of the, the problem is, though, with Chris Godwin tearing the ACL, they're just not, and that is such a key piece. They just won't be yeah, fully, it's true. fully healthy. It's true. But I think that defense against Jimmy G, I think that yeah. defense against Matthew Stafford, I think it's really good enough to hold up. And I think that defense is going to really put a, put a thorn in the side of San Francisco running, San Francisco's running game. And that's going to be huge. Uh, in this hypothetical matchup. And I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here. Uh, and in the Super Bowl rematch, uh, unfortunately, Griff, you and I are going to have the same winners. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs here. Uh, I'll make a little a circle. Yeah. There we go. Um, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, 
I think they're, I'm just going to give for all the reasons I gave for them before. I think they're an unstoppable machine. I think they play their football, their best football in the lights are brightest. And I think uh, I understand last year's Super Bowl was a big hiccup for them, uh, but they were really banged up. Obviously Patrick Mahomes had a pretty bad injury that he got surgery for. He was out for a few months uh, going into training camp for the chiefs this year. So I think, they just show up in the light as brightest lights are brightest. And I got to tell you, I really do like Andy Reed over Bruce Arians in a rematch. And I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is so, so, so hard to beat the same team twice. And I know they're not the completely same teams, but it's really, really hard to beat the same team twice. And that Kansas city O-line. I mean, the, the, these two O-lines are probably the best in the NFL right now. I mean, them and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the 40, the San Francisco 49ers, obviously in that discussion as well. Um, Cleveland is not healthy too. Cleveland, Cleveland when they're healthy, obviously. Um, problem is they're never healthy. Um, yeah, Conklin was bad. Right. Um, but yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with them. I think that they're my. This has been my Super Bowl pick since the beginning of the season. Uh, well, you gave up teams. on them a little bit in there. A little bit, but uh, I don't know. I'm still picking That's them to win. When most didn't, I'll give you that. Um, sorry, let me get rid of that. Top, but uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, even Tampa Bay predicted you guys at the Super Bowl in the beginning of the season. Uh, so I will, I'm going to stick with my choice and these two teams. I'm going to go with my Kansas City as a winner because of Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to start building his GOAT case if he does win this game. Yeah. And I think, you know, real quick about this matchup, if this does end up being the Super Bowl here, you know, you can look at last year and say, well, look at what happened with the, you know, the pressure that Tampa Bay bought, brought. But this is not the same. Kansas City offensive line they've added you know you know Joe Thune who's are you know up there in the all pro discussion Orlando Brown has played good Creed Humphrey probably yeah. the best oh draft pick of the of, of the year um yeah he's he received all pro votes I believe as well so he did he was uh, exceptional was he second yeah was he second he team all been, pro? I think there might have been one guy in between him and Kelsey I think I think there was someone else but he was right there um and obviously, you know, they've got other guys to fill out that O-line. Um, and just Trey an Smith, exception. Trey Smith, another outstanding pick. I mean, yeah. two huge. I mean, they've been two at the best of their positions as rookies. As, uh, and on very cheap deals due to the round. Yeah, I mean, too. yeah, I mean, this is why good organizations stay good organizations. They gave Patrick Williams a contract. So you find gems through the draft. And you don't have to pay it for a while. I mean, it's, it's, it's just pretty good, pretty good uh, franchise management. Yeah, and that Melvin Ingram trade has is, is yeah. rejuvenated that defense. And what they give a six round pick or something like that? Six round pick. Crazy. Six but, round um, pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with that, that will do it for this week's episode, I believe, of Outside the Arena. Um, thank you all for watching. If you haven't already, please drop a subscribe, like, comment. Uh, we appreciate it all greatly. Um, check our podcast out on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Check us both out on Instagram. Um, our links will be links to everything will be in the description as usual. And yeah, with that, enjoy these NFL playoffs. We'll uh, revisit our selections from next week, see how we did. And yeah, we'll keep covering, uh, stay here for the latest in NFL. Um, we'll probably start talking some NBA. Once this NFL season ends, it'll be mock draft season. It's a lot of fun times ahead. MLB, hopefully they can resolve that so we can get the season starting on time. Um, and free agency is still some big fish out there. Carlos Correa, um, Chris Bryant. I mean, there's just oodles, Trevor Story. I mean, there, there's so many names left in the free agent market. So it's going to be very exciting times for baseball soon as well. So with that, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.